We have in our midst our senior pastor, uh, Dr. Elijah Mashangu. We are going to, we're going to give him this moment and I pray that we all be attentive. I pray that we open up our hearts because the word of God is meant to change us and to change us for the better. Yes, Lord. Thank you very much. Right, um, for this month of July, we have been having a journey of faith. We have been encouraging each other about faith. The very first Sunday, I talked about moving to another dimension of faith. And I read from Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things unseen. We learned that our lives are not informed by visible things, but our lives are informed by those things that are not visible. And the following Sunday, Pastor Joshua spoke about day-by-day faith. Each and every day, I need faith. When I wake up in the morning, I am facing the day with a sense of faith. And last Sunday, Pastor Anger talked about the God kind faith. And she said, faith speaks. I want to believe that this month, our faith posture is enriched. And this morning, God placed a message on my heart. And that is the faith choices. We read from Hebrews 11, from verse 23 down to 29. We are as a result of the choices that we make. Our lives are shaped, our future is shaped by the faith choices that we make. Catherine Pulsifer says, life presents many choices. The choices we make determine our future. Thomas Watson says, religion or Christianity is not a matter of chance, but it is a matter of choice. Byron Pulsifer says, no one forces a person to be negative, And no one forces anyone to be positive. The choice is up to an individual and that person alone. If you have a negative attitude, you have no one to blame. If you have a positive attitude, it is your choice. It is your faith choice. Lastly, Mike C. Adams says, Did you know that to worry about a situation, you are making a conscious choice to do so? If you wish to live a life full of anxiety, it is your choice. I can choose not to live a life of anxiety. Even if I am going through difficulties, it is a matter of choice. Some people think success is 
informed by our aptitudes or our talents. But I believe that to be successful as a Christian, it has to do with the choices that we make. In the 1940s, America had three television evangelists. And all of them were young men. They were in their 20s. Billy Graham was the least gifted of the three. Sometimes they preached together. They filled stadiums. Chuck Templeton and Bron Clifford. Now, what is the legacy that these three tele-evangelists left for us? We are told that Chuck Templeton left the ministry to pursue a career as a radio and television commentator and newspaper columnist. He later published a book and the title, Farewell to God, My Reasons for Rejecting the Christian Faith. Bron Clifford lost his ministry, family, alcohol, and financial responsibility made his health to deteriorate. He died a broken man. These two evangelists, Templeton and Clifford, were gifted more than Billy Graham. They started well, but along the way they made wrong choices. Billy Graham, as I said, the least gifted amongst them. He made the right choices in his life and in his ministry. And he finished strong. Billy Graham, when he was in Seoul, South Korea, he was asked, what is the secret of your success in life and ministry? He says, I have three things. The first one is prayer. The second one is prayer. And the third one is prayer. Billy Graham made faith choices in his life and in his ministry. He never depended on his own strength and abilities. We are told that as a young man, he was under Professor John O. And Professor O arranged an excursion from America to the UK. They went to observe matters which shaped Christianity in the UK. And amongst others, they visited the house of John Wesley. They tore the house, the kitchen, the living area, and so on. And upstairs, they went to his bedroom, John Wesley's bedroom. John Wesley was a revivalist. And him and the others shaped the history of Christianity in the UK. And as they were in his bedroom, 
They saw two patches. They saw a carpet worn out in two areas. And Professor John R. told them, this is the place where John Wesley would spend hours upon hours seeking the face of God. And that's why God used him mightily. And the tour of that house ended. And they went to the bus. The students, his students went to the bus. And they realized one of them is missing. And that was Billy Graham. And they went and looked for him in the house. They found him kneeling where John Wesley was kneeling. And he said, do it again, O Lord. Do it again through me. Do it again in our day. He made faith choices. And the rest is history. So this morning we learn about another Maybe young men, as we encounter him in scripture. In Hebrews 11, verse 23 to 29, we read that Moses was born in a faith-filled household. We read in, in verse 23, by faith Moses' parents hid him. For three months after he was born. Because they saw he was no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's addict. Always when we talk about, read about the exodus. We see the hero Moses. We see the deliverer Moses. The miracle worker Moses. But we do not see. That Moses was born in a faith-filled household. When he was born, after he was born, we read that his parents hid him for three months in the Nile River. Because it was not only because they were just shielding him or protecting him, but they believed it was by faith. Number one, why do you fall pregnant if you know that there is an addict on the table that your child might be killed? But it was by faith that his parents conceived him. It is by faith that they hid him in the Nile River for three months. His father, Emrim, and his mother, Jacobeth believed that there is nothing that is going to take place or that is going to harm their baby. Moses was born in a faith environment. At the time, the Jewish people were in slavery, but they had faith. We read in Exodus 1 from verse 17. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives whose names were Shipra and Pua. When you are helping the Hebrew women during childbirth on the delivery stool. If you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. 
The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys leave. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys leave? The midwives answered, Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. Praise the name of the Lord. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives and people increased and became even more numerous. It was because of faith that these Israelites, these Jewish women did what they did. Did. Moses was born in a faith environment. Nothing will come against a faith-filled household. Nothing, nobody will come against a faith-filled church. May God help us, people's church. Let us be a faith-filled church. Let us believe God for the impossible. Let us believe God. Why did Moses' parents spare him? Why did they hid him for three months? In the NIV, it says, because they saw he was no ordinary child. In the New King James Version, he was a beautiful child. They saw that God in the New Living Translation, they saw that God had given him an un. God had given them an unusual child. Now, when you read further, it appears it had nothing to do with his physical features. In Acts 7 verse 20, it says, At this time, Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God. And he was brought up in, the, in his father's house for three months, when Moses was born, his parents saw he was no ordinary child. One version says, they saw that the purposes of God were upon him. Another version says, they saw that God's favor was upon him. So Moses, born in this faith-filled environment and household. Now, Flavius Josephus, a Jewish, Jewish historian, in his book, The Antiques, Antiquities of the Jews, book 2, chapter 9, page 64. He says, when Moses was in his mother's womb, God revealed to his father that this child would be the deliverer of Israel from the Egyptian bondage. They, 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 they may not had all the details, but they saw that this is no ordinary child. It was by faith that they hid him in the Nile River for three months. Now, you know what? Faith is contagious. Faith runs in the family. Miriam, 
Moses' sister was also a little girl of faith. And I believe as she was watching what is happening to little brother, there was faith in her. Nothing is going to harm my little brother. I believe she was praying. I believe she was saying, the crocodiles are not going to eat him. Because she was born in a faith-filled household. Parents, the greatest inheritance we can give our children is faith in God. Let them believe there is a God in heaven. There is Jesus who saves. It runs in the family. Now, we know the story that the princess, Pharaoh's daughter, found Moses. And Miriam comes to the scene and she says, because Pharaoh's daughter saw, this is a Hebrew child. This is a Jewish child. And Miriam says, can I find you a Hebrew nurse for her? Sure, you may. And she ran and informed the mother. Moses is picked up by the princess. Would you go and take care? Can you imagine being paid for raising your own child? Let us tell our children. Let us tell them. The faith choices pay. When we make faith choices, it pays off. Let us tell them, before they were conceived, God knew about them. God separated them. You are no ordinary child. Let's tell them, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let us tell them, you were carefully knitted in your mother's womb. Let us tell them, you must walk tall. Let us tell them, you are not the tail, but you are the head. Let us tell them, the Lord will be with you. The favor of the Lord will be with you. That is the environment in which Moses was born. But later, Moses exercises his own faith. Later, Moses makes his own faith choices. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. Moses had two worlds in the palace. On the other hand, he was taught in the wisdom, philosophy of Egypt, literature. He grew up as an Egyptian. And he was going to be an heir to the throne. That is one world. But on the other side, I believe his mother was whispering in his ear, you are no Egyptian. You are a Jewish 
person. This is the history. The God of our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob promised us this is not our place. God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob there is a place. And I believe Moses in that environment had to make a faith choice. He had to choose not to be the prince of Egypt, to be the pharaoh, to be the ruler, to be the king of Egypt. But Moses chose to suffer with the people of God. Why? Because he knew. In fact, the answer is in verse 27. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Somebody shout the name of the Lord. Moses in Egypt. As he was growing, there are things which he saw in the faith realm. He saw the promises which God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And these things are invisible. These things are not seen by the naked eye. This is what Moses saw. That one day, God is going to deliver his people. One day, the Lord is going to perform a miracle. Moses learned from his mother. I believe there is a source above human resources. Many of us live and put our trust in the human resources. Some of us trust our month and paycheck. Some of us trust our degrees. Wonderful thing to have a degree. Wonderful thing to be educated. But those are the resources that God is using. My faith and trust is not in resources, but in the source above all resources. Our resources can run dry. Anything can happen to our resources. But there is a source that will never run dry. People's church, let us open our spiritual eyes. And I believe that with our spiritual eyes, there are invisible things that we see. There are things that we see that God is going to do. Now, the faith choice made him to return to Egypt. We know he spent 40 years in the wilderness and he encountered God. He met God at the burning bush and God commissioned him. God confirmed what was there in his life. Verse 28. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. In Egypt 
God tells Moses, I'm going to deliver these people. I'm going to free these people. This is how it's going to happen. After the nine plagues, tell the Jewish people to slaughter a lamb and take the blood and apply it on the doorposts and the angel of death will come and the Egyptians because Pharaoh hardened his heart the firstborns people and livestock will perish because of God's judgment because of this angel of death but Moses was told to tell the Israelites when I see the blood I will pass over them when I see the blood I will know these are my people but Moses applied that blood by faith he believed what God said when they applied the blood of the lamb on their doorposts Moses told them it is a matter of faith the angel of death will not touch your household thank God first Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot the children of Israel were saved by the blood of an animal the angel passed over and they were protected it was by faith that Moses told them to do that but we thank God about the mark of the blood we think this mark of the blood is not physical but as children of God we were redeemed we were saved not by perishable things or corruptible things such as gold or silver but by the precious blood of Jesus and the mark of the blood has never left us since there is the mark of the blood that is upon us that is upon our families that is upon our households the mark of the blood the blood of Jesus protects us the blood of Jesus is upon us people don't see it but the enemy sees the mark of the blood the enemy sees this one is untouchable because of the mark of the blood we are no ordinary people it is by faith that every morning we live, we drive, we work. It is because of the blood of the Lamb that we are protected. It is by faith.
Let's conclude our message. And I believe this is the spot to shout. Verse 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. That is verse 29. Verse 15. Hebrews 11, verse 29. 15, Exodus 14. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided verse 22 so the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left hand the author of Hebrews tells us in verse 29 of chapter 11, by faith they went through the Red Sea. In other words, when God told Moses, you must raise your rod to the waters, Moses got a revelation of God. This is the God who created the sea. The seas and everything obey him. By faith, he raised his rod. This miracle rod, he raised it. And the water divided into two. And they walked on dry land. They were trapped on the sides, the mountains of by Haworoth, and before them the Red Sea. Those who do critical biblical scholarship, they are telling us this is the Red Sea. It is not the Red Sea. The waters was shallow. If you believe that, which the theologians are telling us, it is still a miracle for the shallow water drowned the Egyptian army. But it was by faith that the waters divided into I don't know your situation where you find yourself in. Maybe you're trapped. 
where you find yourself on the sides and at the back. Let us believe God that God will make a way for you even where there is no way by faith. Let us believe God that we are at the brink. We are at the threshold. We are at the precipice of great things that are going to happen to our lives. It is by faith that Moses made a choice that it is not the rot that is going to part the waters. It is by faith I'm doing my part and God is going to do his part. Child of God, let us believe God that in Isaiah 43 verse 19 C I'm doing a new thing somebody shout the name of the Lord God says he's doing a new thing in your life in your family in your career God is doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it I'm making a way in the wilderness the streams in the wasteland praise the name of the Lord, the faith choices, we don't live by sight, but we live by faith. I don't know what you want to trust God for, but we are here to help each other. We are here to support each other. We are here to pray for one another. That where there is no way, there will be a way. The Lord will make a way for you, even in the wilderness, where there is no way, the Lord will make a way. Let's stand up and give the Lord a hand offering. Let us shout to the God of miracles, the God of breakthroughs. Praise his holy name.